0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: The Padres are preparing for opening day, and things are starting to come together a little bit in that roster. So let's talk to A.J. Castell about all of that. I am Allison Fitter. A.J., first things first, opening day starter. They have named him, and it is Julius Chassin. So what was the uh, thinking behind that move?
2: Well, I mean, it kind of lined up the best. And if you talk to the Padres, they really liked – the fact that he pitched in the World Baseball Classic, the fact that he's already been in, in a, in a big-game environment. he's pitched on opening day before in 2013 as well. Um, I spoke with pitching coach Darren Balsley today. I think you, you should expect the, to see a different Julius Chassin. If you've watched him over the past couple of years, uh, he's maybe more fastball changeup heavy. Not, not, not necessarily heavy, but uh, he's thrown those pitches a lot more. I think this year you'll see sinkers and sliders, and that's kind of where the Padres are, are going with him. They view him in the same kind of Drew Pomerantz mold where uh, they got Drew Pomerantz, told him to throw a bunch of curveballs, and it worked out because curveball is his best pitch. Well, Chassin's sliders is his best pitch. He didn't throw it a ton last season, especially he didn't throw it to left-handed hitters. So I think the Padres think they, they have something with Chassin and with uh, maybe his pitch mix, tinkering with it. Uh, they also like the experience that he has and the uh, the fact that he's – he's he's built up better than any other pitcher because of his time in the world baseball classic
1: yeah i guess that makes a little bit of sense and you might as well get some experience there as everyone's trying to get their feet wet uh on this padres roster another uh familiar name uh would be ibar who's going to be uh, the opening day shortstop so um what was uh just tell us about that that progression and what he did to prove that he deserves that job
2: well he played well this spring i think uh more than anything, it, it, it tells you uh, where Luis Sardinias is in his uh, in his progression. He did not have a very good spring. He uh, he looked some a little bit better defensively, but at the plate, uh, he really wasn't driving the baseball at all. So uh, he he is kind of thrown into into some roster flux. It's kind of unclear where uh, where he'll land because uh, he is out of options. But there there really kind of doesn't look like a spot on the roster for him. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to follow what, what he does for the next week, because I know the Padres were excited to get him last year. But as, as far as Ibar, he hasn't done anything wrong this spring. I mean, he's 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 hit the ball well. He's played very solid defense at shortstop. And I think more than anything else, the Padres really like the fact that he was he was mentoring uh, Alan Cordoba and Luis Sardinas. He, they're constantly around his locker asking him questions. And those are the two guys that might have been uh, the guys that took his spot. So, He's, he's a veteran presence. I, I'm not a big fan of giving the roster, to, roster spot to a guy just because he's, he's a good clubhouse guy. But at the same time, Luis Sardinas didn't earn it. Eric Ibar did. Uh, so you, you want to give roster spots to guys that earn it. And um, Ibar has, hasn't done anything wrong in, in spring. Um, Andy Green was quick to say if he doesn't perform, he won't be the short he won't be uh, the shortstop. But uh, uh, right so far he has performed, and he's, he's got that job going into the opener.
1: Yeah, this will probably be an ongoing flow of, uh, of roster movement throughout, I'm sure, like the first month or so of the season until they sort mm-hmm. of get settled. So the other newsy item that we have is Carter Capps, um, who's going to start the season on a DL, but um, there seems to be some optimism as far as his future also. What can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, he's starting the year on the DL. He's not, I mean, he's, he's pretty much almost fully recovered from Tommy John surgery. He had surgery, I believe it was last March 8th, so it's about 12 and a half months. Usually the progression is 14 months uh, at, at, at best. So he's ahead of schedule, but he's not quite ahead of schedule enough to the point where he's going to be on the opening day roster. Uh, so the Padres are taking it safe with him. They've said all along they think April 3rd is an artificial date. Now Carter Capps, is, he, he, was, he was dying to get on that opening day roster, but it's the Padres' job to kind of, to, to treat him uh, as, a, as a guy re- recovering from Tommy John surgery. So if he's not a full go by April 3rd, they're not going to push him just so he can be there for opening day. If that means he's, he makes his debut on April 13th, well, the Padres are happy because they have Carter Cap's in their bullpen. And then once he gets back, I think he has every chance to compete for the closer spot. He won't be the closer right away, but um, they, they really like what they have in him, and I think uh, he, he's going to be pitching high leverage innings at the back end of that bullpen.
1: Um, I was running through your inbox. They have an opening day inbox that's very interesting, and of course, I love talking about Manny Margot. Um, and you, you brought up a good point about just like what his, um, just where he is, like contract status-wise. I mean, if he spends X amount of days in the minor leagues, and they'll get an extra year of control over him, which is like huge. We see a lot of teams that hold back a star, a star, star player until late April, um, just to get those just to get those days in so that they can, they can control him another year. So that could factor into Margot, even though it looks like he's going to make the opening day roster, correct? Yeah, it looks
2: like it. I'm not, I'm not as certain as I was before about that because Colin Calgill has come back and he's producing at the plate. And Manny Margot hasn't had a full spring. He was bothered by a little bit of knee soreness. So there's, there's legitimate reason to say, hey, maybe he should open the season to AAA, get a little bit more seasoning, and at the same time, uh, you keep him there for 24 days at least, and you have a year of team control when he's 28 and presumably in his prime. So it's uh, I mean, the, it, it, it's a roster decision, and, and ultimately the Padres could decide to bring him up. And if they want to get those 24 days uh, in the minors, they could wait until Alex Dickerson comes back and, and he's healthy. Because I think at the beginning of spring, the plan was the plan was maybe to start Margot at AAA, but the injuries in the outfield created a, a void that he might have needed to fill. Now it's up in the air. I think he's. Uh, he might be the most interesting, the most on the bubble of all the roster guys uh, entering the final week. And and either way, I mean, Padre fans probably shouldn't mind either way because in, in one scenario he's on the opening day roster, potentially even hitting leadoff on opening day against Clayton Kershaw, and in another they get another year of team control down the road. So he's he's going to be, from what I from everything I've seen and everything I've heard, he, he has the potential to be a star, um, whether he starts the season with the Padres on April 3rd or – it comes on May 1st. He's he's an impressive player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting stuff as always. And the last thing in our order here is just to talk to uh, – you talked to manager Andy Green. You did a little uh, manager Q&A preview in the season, so we're going to listen to that right now.
3: All right, I'm here with Padres manager Andy Green about to enter his uh, second season at the helm of the Padres. Um, so to start, Andy, what what is different about this spring uh, in terms of just the team, the roster makeup, and, and I guess the general vibe in
0: camp? Got uh, Changed greatly. Last year was a veteran laden roster coming into spring training. From the pitching side, you had Shields, Kashner, Ross. Uh, Fernando Rodney closing games out for you, position player side, Kemp, Upton, uh, you know, just a lot of veteran players. This year you come in largely very, very young, probably the youngest team in Major League Baseball at this point in time. You're looking at a couple position players with over a thousand career at bats. Uh, but with the youth comes excitement, comes guys that like we believe in their upside. We believe what they can do. When you start talking about Hunter Renfro, uh, you start talking about Austin Hedges, uh, Manny Margot and still Travis Jangowski is very, very young in the game. So, uh, it's changed changed. radically in that regard, but I think there's reason for optimism.
3: It's a pretty broad question, but what did you learn from your first season as a manager?
0: Uh, It's a broad question, but uh, I'd say like the one thing that you do when you're coaching in the minor leagues or managing in the minor leagues or coaching in the big leagues, your hands are on your players all the time. It's always your interaction with your players. Uh, When you manage, you work through a staff of You know 12 capable people that impact your players on a consistent basis so it's it's shifting from being like a leader of men to a leader of leaders and like helping them impact guys in a really positive way and create an organizational culture and a vibe that you want in place and uh, you know that's that's a challenge first time you get the opportunity to do that so going into year two had much better handle on how to accomplish those kind of things
3: Will Myers obviously a guy uh, the Padres locked up during the offseason for six, possibly seven years. What about him makes him uh, the kind of
0: guy that the city can maybe rally behind? Uh, Will plays uh, He plays with passion, he plays with fervor, he plays with a smile on his face, he's competitive. Uh, there's no part of the game that he's not capable of impacting the game in. He's going to do it with a glove on his hand, uh, he's going to do it with a bat in his hand, he's going to do it with his legs on the base pass. Like, he's capable of doing a lot. And we we still, as an organization, believe he's just scratching the surface of who he is. At 26 years old, he's still very, very young, uh, and at 26 years old, you're talking about a guy who had 28 home runs, still 28 bases, hit 28 doubles last year. Uh, those are easy numbers to remember. when they're 28s, But, uh, you know, he's a guy that, like, the ceiling's still higher. Uh, you know, he, he does have the capacity to have, like, a 370, 380 on base percentage. He does have the capacity to have a 900 to 1,000 OPS. He has a chance to do some really special things offensively in the game. I like where he is in spring training. I think he's taken 10 walks so far, which speaks to, like, growth in plate discipline. He's still driving the baseball out of the park and off the wall. Uh, so there's a lot to like in Will. And, uh, you know, he's going to be an offensive catalyst for us this year and years to come.
3: Obviously, he sets a high bar. He, uh, during the off-season offseason, er, didn't predict, but is, is set a goal as a, for a 40-40 season. Another guy the Padres locked up for the foreseeable future, Jan Hervis Solarte, uh, one of the most beloved players in that clubhouse. What about him makes him such a, such a fan favorite and such a clubhouse favorite?
0: Well, first, he's a good player. I mean, he can hit. uh, He can defend the field. Uh, We're looking at him at second base right now a little more than we looked at him at second base last year. Turns a double play very well. He's going to be a middle of the order type hitter in our lineup. But uh, to see him walk through what he walked through last year with his wife passing away and the father of three young girls, to see him do it uh, and play baseball and play baseball well and play baseball with a smile on his face, it's an impossible thing to understand how a person could do what he did last year. And uh, he shows up at camp this year smiling, laughing, full of life. Uh, people gravitate to life, and he embodies that every day. And uh, because of that, he's a, he's a type of leader that leads by example, and I think our young guys are inclined to follow.
3: You mentioned the young guys. This organization in the last year has gone through a, a drastic youth movement uh... at all levels how how much are you in tune with with what's going on in the single a double a triple a uh... in terms of bringing those guys along
0: uh, I'm very in tune. It's not me making decisions as to when these guys show up at the big league level, but I, I pay very, very close attention. Like Luis Urias yesterday was two for three with a walk. Like I'm aware of what these guys do on a day-to-day basis when they step up and they hit and they play. Uh, I pay close attention to every game report. I call down and talk to managers. I spend time with uh, minor league staff on a consistent basis because like I do truly believe that those guys are the lifeblood of our organization. If we're going to be great, uh, we have to make radical investments in them, not just from a monetary perspective, but from a development perspective, from a human resource perspective where you have great staff impacting them in a really powerful way, uh, that's important to me because I get where our success is going to come from and I think you see it' starting to show up in the lower levels of the system now and as it moves through the system, uh, I think we have something like 50 guys so far this spring training that've already thrown 95 miles an hour harder in the minor leagues. like we have a lot of talented pitchers. Uh, we got some talented young position players. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch their development and uh, look forward to them showing up here at PeTco. All right,
3: last question. Uh, What would a successful 2017
0: season look like for the Padres? You know, I've never been one to say, hey, you got to do this or do that from a win-loss perspective. But what our team desperately needs is the ability to focus regardless of external circumstances, the ability to lock in every single day and to play that game like it's the only game that matters in baseball. And if you do that, at the end of the year, you look up and your results are there. And if you do that, at the end of the year, you look up and the external pressures or expectations, they don't weigh on you. If you, pr- if you play with that freedom, uh, then you play – your best version of baseball our guys aren't there yet Uh, to teach that to instill that to get guys to be that way that'll be our separator in the long run especially when expectations are going to run high because it's not going to be far off when they start to run high for us so uh, we got to shed those external expectations Uh, right now this year we got to lock in on whatever game we got that day learn to play it better than the other team all right Andy thanks and best of luck in 2017 all right thanks AJ